All right, welcome back to the Malapert Smart Podcast. We are very excited to be talking some classic wrestling in this segment. I know it's what Vlad, the wrestling expert, looks forward to most out of all the segments we talk about. We talk modern AEW, we talk modern WWE, but we try to at least go back and get a taste of the old stuff just to clear our palate and remember why we even fell in love with wrestling in the first place. So Vlad, the wrestling expert, is here. He followed this storyline as it happened back in 1996. Robert, the frozen Asian, did not. So this is all new and fresh to him, mostly. I think a lot of clips are very famous and iconic enough that they show up from time to time just watching wrestling, watching WWE and stuff. Robert, say hello. Thank you for joining us. What's up, guys? All right, all right. So this is we're up to part six. We've already covered a few weeks of Hogan after he joined the NWO, which was very surprising at Bash at the Beach. And they've been running roughshod on this company, giving WCW all kinds of problems, not letting their show come off, beating people up in the back. They have gained the World Heavyweight title. Hogan gained the World Heavyweight title from the Giants. And they've just been kind of laughing it up, having a good time, just being bad guys. And they just beating everybody up. Beating everybody up. Last week, we saw them tag up spray the production them. truck the first time they used the spray paint to be like, well, we, we did call them gang-like the whole time, but now they're literally gang-like, just, you know, spray painting things, spray painting people. Ric Flair's hair. Ric Flair's hair last week. Chris Benoit's thing, which was just wild. We're like, what the heck? So we're at a crazy spot, and we're really interested to see the fallout of this. So let's go ahead, and let's go back in time. You know what, though? For this episode, I do have to mention a little bit about Saturday night before this Nitro. Saturday night on August 31st, there was a couple things i guess that i could throw in i actually had this tape believe it or not so i'm gonna play oh the running storyline is that nick patrick senior referee that has been under fire because everything he does i also have a playlist about nick patrick plan on our youtube channel which i'm gonna keep adding videos to but nick patrick has been under fire everyone thinks he's getting paid by the nwo but he's been denying it so on saturday night mean dean oakland got a hold of nick patrick in the locker room to interview him and talk about this whole thing. Rather alarming for me to see Tony Schiavone last week conduct an interview with this man. He is a senior official at World Championship Wrestling. Nick Patrick, come on in. First of all, I want to qualify any of the statements I say on this or any other television program. In many cases, I play the devil's advocate. But somebody has got to be bringing up these coincidences. If it weren't for me, perhaps nobody would say anything. But you've got to be called. And especially in light of what just happened recently in that match involving Big Bubba Rogers. Everything that has happened in the ring, there's always been on film. And they have been able to clear me every time. But I have been slandered in the last few weeks by you. You have been slandered? Yes, I have been slandered by you. I've listened to every one of the WCW shows. You and Dusty Rhodes have been all over me. Now, we all know where Dusty Dusty Rhodes loyalties really lie and why. But you go back with the outsiders a whole lot further than I do. Uh, well, I, I don't think we should start talking about me. Let's talk about you, Nick Patrick. I, I know your family. I know your father. I know your family ties and everything to this great sport. And in many instances, you have to do what you have to do. I'm just saying there's been a lot of questionable calls that involve you and no other official. Well, first off right now, I want to put an end to some of the lies that's been said about me. I do not have a new sports car. I drive a 94 American-made car. 
I've lived in the same house for five years, and it appraises somewhere between 125 and 150. It's not an extravagant house. Oh. <laughs> well, mean Gene has been oh giving God. him shit because he's been driving new cars and said that he bought a new house in Florida last week. So Nick Patrick <laughs> is denying all this. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is fantastic. Right. Well, I mean, I did bring up these things because I happen to see in a new sports car, and I did see in some Giorgio Armani clothing, and that probably was just another coincidence, too. Well, I'll tell you what's a coincidence. I got to the building here early today, and I saw you pull up in a brand-new, beautiful, nice red Mercedes. Oh, but that's not mine. That's a rental car, and it's oh, not a Mercedes. Sure, pal. Thank you very much. Uh, very good, Nick Patrick. Stay tuned. More Saturday night when we come back. Saturday night. So Saturday night was Something there for us to watch. There's a paid announcement here from NWO. Hollywood Hogan here. Oh, the stage now. Man. up there. We're styling, man. We don't have to sneak around anymore. We don't have to hide in the shadows. The NWO. Way to go, guys. We are the champions of the world. We've got the NWO belt. <laughs> we left the giant land, and now the whole WCW is going to fall at our feet. We hit a home run. That's right. All right, so just a lot of gloating here from Hogan. I'm not going to play this one because it's kind of long. But Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to skip through it. But I just wanted to let you know that there was this on Saturday night. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At this point, this was the B-show. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. All right. So next is, uh, the TV title match. We've seen Lex Luger in recent times, but I don't know why I didn't notice that he was the TV champion. I guess he doesn't really carry it around. Yeah, I never saw him with the belt and those things. I guess he's not very proud of it, but he is the TV champion here. So here he's facing William Regal. Steven Regal, I guess, is known here in WCW. And here's the ending. I jumped towards the Lex Luger end rolling back of the in. match. The total package, Lex Luger, will rolling back in. Hey, look at this. We've got outsiders. I can't believe it. I knew it. It's holding this. The outsiders here on Saturday night. They've got Luger. Oh, they sent him into the post. Luger's down. Stop. Luger, obviously dazed. He's, he's out on his, he's out. What? So the outsiders showed up. Surprise appearance on Saturday night. Hey, you're watching on Saturday night. You know, WCW, Lexi Lexi, his TV title here. So as the war on WCW rages on, this is another little victory for WCW. And they interview Steven Regal backstage after the match. So he's kind of a funny promo. But that's not what I'm here to focus on. We're going to move on to WCW Nitro from... September 2nd, 1996. So we're just going to jump right in. The first match here is DDP against Alex Wright, who didn't really do the dance here. He, he was known as a dancer, kind of like the Disco Inferno. But this is a victory for DDP. And Nick Patrick's the referee there. He's counting a little slow there. But a little slow. <laughs> so. Again, a little no, slow. Come on, Nick All right, so how did this match end? I think there's a diamond cutter. There's a diamond cutter. Victory for Diamond Dallas Page, who at this point still is a heel. 
He's a heel. Uh, I tell you. That's a victory All right, for I thank him. you very much, Tony Schiavone and Larry Zabisco. I'm here with referee Nick Patrick. Nick, I don't want to belabor the subject of uh, your integrity, but again, even in this match, I couldn't help but notice a little slow on the draw. A little slow on the draw. Well, why don't you watch it back on replay, just like all the other matches, all the other controversy that you have stirred up. You're the man that stirred it up. Now, you say there's controversial calls. If they're that controversial, why am I still here? They've all been reviewed by WCW. I'm still here. Randy Anderson, a couple of weeks ago, he blows a call with Hulk Hogan and uh, Ric Flair. You all over his case? No. You're That's on my true. Hogan did say he quit, but Randy Anderson couldn't call it because he was he unconscious threw, from Hogan. He was unconscious. Exactly. <laughs> did, he throw, did he throw him out of, like, out of the ring or something? <laughs> but Nick Patrick says no. He fucked up a call. Why are you always blaming me for everything? But you know, this was a little nitpicky though. Come on, wasn't it? Just because he was counting a little slow. I mean, Gene's right out there on his ass, man. This is intense right. scrutiny. My case. You've been on my case awful hard, and I'm sick and I'm tired of it, Gene Okerlund. You've been spreading lies about me, and I'm here to tell you to your face and to all you people out there, the things that you've been hearing about me are a lie. You're calling me a liar? That's exactly what I'm calling you. Is... I am here to enforce the law, and that's what I'm going to do to the letter of the law. Doesn't matter how big you are or who you are, if you're in the ring with me, you better follow the rules. I think I just been there called a liar. That's a strong Good promo. You want to give any comments you said, before we move on? I think, yeah, the same thing you said like a couple, either last week or the week before that, there's no AEW or WWE referee that could kind of angle that they got brewing here today I, I don't see it this guy was a pro a true pro this Nick guy could cut great. a promo he was a wrestler yeah. if he could wrestle he'd be a good wrestler <laughs> yeah yeah know. well I, I i don't know his history but i guess his father was involved in wrestling too so he has the background okay. i guess i don't know the full nick patrick wrestling history but he seems to have ties to wrestling robert you want to give a comment on referee nick patrick's segment today this has been a running angle for us we've seen a few of them so far I mean, yeah, as far as referees go, I can't think of anybody who does promos like this. So I have nothing more to add than what, what you guys already mentioned. So, Very believable yeah. sounding, right? Yeah, like he knows what he's going to say. He understands what they're going for. I don't know if it's all coming from his head or how much notes he's being given or what the case may be, but he's doing a great job selling it. Absolutely. Right, Very believable. Absolutely. We've got more Nitro coming up after this. Don't go away. It's the World Tag yeah, Team Harlem Champions Heat. Harlem Heat against the team of Greg the Hammer Valentine and Buddy Valentino. And you notice huh. we have a brand new referee in WCW. Mark Curtis is the referee here assigned uh, for this one. And, uh, wait, wait, was he checked out by like uh, I the you. FBI, Doug Dillinger, somebody? You know, Nick Patrick with some very strong <laughs> words earlier. FBI. He was going to call it to the letter of the law. And I think this fact that Mark Curtis is, uh-oh, speaking of here, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, our cameras are following Ted DiBiase live as he is making his way so down. Comes. And I don't know, we're going to follow him as he bought a seat this week or what here? Well, unfortunately, well he comes in through the crowd what? just like Hall and Nash. Right to Hammer Valentine. So is that like a little hint that he's with the, them, right? I guess that's what everyone suspects. Uh, last week he also did the thing with you know, his fingers. That was another hint too. Like, 
Right. I said there's a fourth guy and a fifth guy. So that's what yeah. we're anticipating. It's kind of obvious that he's the fourth guy, right, Vlad? I mean, I don't know if you're going to give that a yeah. negative. Is he the fifth man? That there can't be anybody else. Well, I mean, we can yeah, it's, like, it's like the Adam Cole thing in AEW. Pretty obvious. Yeah, I guess. See, very interesting, though, like having them talk about this during this match. It happens a lot during this NWO angle at the beginning. There'll be stuff happening outside of the match. So they'll be kind of distracted by that, but they'll still be having the match in the ring. They're discussing who should lead WCW. And last week we saw that the Macho Man said that the Giant had his chance and now he's going to try to be the leader of WCW. So that's what the commentators are discussing. It's it's a big deal. They talk about it the whole show like it matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, well, I, I, they also... I think I've set up a match already for Randy Savage versus Hollywood Hogan at the next pay-per-view. I, I, I forget if it's what the next pay-per-view is, actually. For, well, the next for, pay-per-view is War Games. They're going to have... Oh, no, not War Games. For, it's gonna be but, four, after that, yeah, it's no, Halloween no. Havoc. So It's not Halloween Havoc is what it's going to be. I think they said, yes, that's correct. So not the next the pay-per-view, Giants, but the Giants, the Giants dropped the ball at Hog Wild. He's blaming him certainly for all of that. There's a great drop kick, and Buddy Valentino. Very much Tony Andler. All right, so I'm skipping forward. So here's another match. It's going to be Dean Malenko Chris Jericho. These guys actually had a good angle together. They did. Not here, but Yeah, after this. Yeah, later down the line. Down the line, down the line. This is a cold match. Arm bars here. He's the former Cruiserweight champion. Like ball brawl event. Arm bars and arm drags. I don't know. I kind of... I'm, I'm not really going to focus on this match, though, but Ted DiBiase does get up and leave. He's going somewhere. Camera goes on him during this match while Dean Malenko's got one of his thousand holes on Chris Jericho. Maybe he's got a beep around him and it beep. I don't know. Security guard proceeding, a policeman proceeding. Oh, I remember those. I remember Yeah, he got a beep. All right, so I'm skipping that match. We got the Giant now against... He's got to go up against the Giant. <laughs> who is that? It's a right squash now, match. Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong. Who, who, who is that? Do you know who that is? To the jaw. Yeah. I'm told. He was a really good 80s wrestler in NWA. Well, during this match, something else is coming out. The arena, the limo is back in. The limo. The limo. If this whole thing is back in, it can only mean one thing. In WO. I would Well, this is going to be a victory for the Giant. Another crazy choke slam. The way he used to do them back when he was younger. That's crazy. But let's see what happens with the limousine. Well, if, if the NWO is here, there are some people who are going to be really mad at them. We're going to want revenge, right, for last week. So, of course, they're, they're not limo. All right. Back to the limousine. Right, We're back we from break. Cameraman is back there. Oh, five seconds the till the nine o'clock hour. Ominous. The black there you limousine. Go. The restart of the show. Hour two. Two hours. They treat it like two different shows, kind of. They go to the. Oh look, Mike Tenay. Mike Tenay is joining the crew. First appearance of the Professor Mike Tenay. Big fan. Big fan. Do you think wrestling now, like? would be a good idea to do like if for AEW, I guess for the second hour, they should do like a countdown or do you think that's just passe? Yeah, they, they should do a countdown and Mike Tenay should be the commentator. <laughs> 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 you mean you like him better than uh, Sockface? 
Oh man, that would be so cool, Gosh. bro. Mike Tanay, his years in TNA, bro, he shined. He shined. He became lead commentator, but he was also had all the knowledge of being the wrestling professor. Man, you're the wrestling expert, but he is literally a professor. He has a PhD. <laughs> Ted DiBiase is here, the limo in the back. So much going on here in WCW. Unfortunately, there's a lot going on here that we don't fully understand. They only want to let us know so much. They want to keep us in the dark. They want to make us out to be idiots. We're not idiots here at WCW. You can bring your big black hearse here all you want and drive it real slow. WCW's got some plans for those guys. And then, as you mentioned, adding All the right, so they're going to review injury, a little bit about the, spray the chaos from the last week, the spray painting Sting of Benoit Sting and Mongo well, McMichael. So no wrestling organization, they don't this was pretty wild, man. The crowd was throwing stuff at them. This was real ass heat. They're proud of it. Oh, yeah. Real ass heat. Sneak attack, if you will, by the NWO. All right, so the next match is Ron Studd against the Macho Man. You've got to take Hogan right. out from the Macho beginning. Man's got a match. Here we go, here we go. Man, they keep They're going back to this limousine, limousine thing Hall? in the back. All right, so you there's Hall and Nash and Hogan. Hogan. Wait, Wait a minute. Camera. Yeah, that's matter, true. It kind of gave away their position to the WCW wrestler. Everyone's got to know now that they're back there. All right, so this is going to be a macho man win with an elbow drop. But we all know what we're waiting to see in this episode. It's not these matches. It, they're not bad. They're still putting on a show for the audience in the arena, despite the fact that there's this storyline going on. But here comes the Macho Man, Mean Jeans in the Ring, to let him cut a promo, so let's listen. We're going to have to listen to the Macho Man. Let me set up, if I may, what's coming up in this man's life in the next month and a half. I just happened to be out at the MGM Grand this past week with the Macho Man, Randy Savage. You seem very focused. Halloween Havoc is going to happen out there on the 27th of October. However, you're going to be facing Hulk Hogan at that event, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. A man we know about the, the past between you and him. But Randy Savage, before that, you've got a gigantic task coming up on the 15th of this month against the seven foot four giant. A man that, well, you think did not carry his load because he's the man that lost the title to Hollywood Hogan, the WCW heavyweight title. First of all, I wish Halloween Havoc was tonight. I think these people would concur with that line of thinking. Because I guarantee to you and to all the zillions of people around the world and the universe that I am <laughs> going to beat up Hollywood Hulk Hogan and take away everything that he wants. Because that makes me happy. Randy Savage, you know there are those that are talking right now behind closed doors about your mental state. Some people are saying that you are living on the edge right now, that you're not too mentally stable. I'm living on the edge. And if anybody out here is not living on the edge, you're taking up too much room. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. I made a deal with you. You made a deal with me. You broke your promise. You couldn't handle the pressure. Bottom line, I take over starting now. You are meat. 
and I'm guaranteeing victory against the giant and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I like the pressure on me. I operate better that way. Should I be calling Damn. Las Vegas? Should I be calling one of the sports books out there? Can I put money down? Do you guarantee victory? Las Vegas is my new home. Both men. <laughs> Both men will melt when the heat of the macho man brings them all the way down. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Both men will melt when the heat of the macho man brings them down. Oh, yeah. All right, so he's taken the mantle as the leader of WCW at this point. He says the giant couldn't handle it. He failed, and now he's taken over. So it's up to him now, and he guarantees victory, Vlad. Man, thinks a lot of himself. To, to the universe. Yeah, yeah. No, Randy Savage is, uh, I mean, a hell of a promo. I mean, he doesn't... That wasn't even one of his best ones, but even with that, it's better than like maybe 99.9 .9 of wrestlers in the history of the business. Just that one promo. It really seemed fantastic. like he came up with it off the top of his head, though. That, it really seemed all, that way. All on the top of his head. Definitely, you definitely can't write this stuff. Yeah, there's no writing this stuff. Yeah, so no. All right, yeah. Robert, you ready for us to move on, man? Let's see what oh, happens yeah. with the rest of this show. It's going to be crazy. Dude. Not only against Hollywood Hogan Halloween Havoc, but also the giant ball brawl. Gentlemen, let's go back to you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable indeed. And we've got a lot more action coming your way right after this timeout. The Steiner Brothers take on Sting. The Sting and Lex Express. Classic tag The Steiner Brothers. This is a good booking. Strong booking. Although Sting, I gotta say, he's in this match. Sting will follow his retirement angle over on the AEW storyline if you want to go listen to that. But Sting, you think he won revenge out on the NWO after last week? Like, forget this match. Go find that limousine in the back and go take them out. Right, Vlad? I mean... And oh, well, here you the horsemen. Horsemen running. The horsemen are going to do it. They're running outside so past the production sense. truck. Uh-oh. Out to the Benoit, limo. There's Benoit on the right. The Mongo. Arn Arn Anderson and Flair. Arn all four of them. Careful. Be careful. They open the door to the limo. There's no one in there. It's empty. They are in the... They've got to be in the building. If they're not in the limo... They're in the building. Mango, brother, we own. They're back inside the building. All right, so the horsemen are out for the W.O. To a commercial break. Hey, can you believe that? That's a good commercial break right there, huh? You're definitely coming back from that one. Your way, right after this timeout. If they're in the building, we need security in the building. A lot of security. Now. Greg, let us in. We know the limo is here. We know Hogan, Paul, Nash. And yes, Ted DiBiase is here. That is all we know right now, but I don't like the way this thing is stacking up, guys. We got tag team action in the ring here. There's a lot going on here on Nitro tonight. But did you notice there's somebody in that limo they didn't want us to see? Because Hogan said, stay in the limo, shut the doors. And now, when the horsemen went outside, the limo is empty. Yeah. What was it that they were trying to hide? That's the question. Or who was it, Mike? And how'd they get them into the building? They are in the building. That we do know. I understand security now looking around in the locker room area. Oh. Did you see that? That happened very quickly. The match is over. Nick Patrick has called for the bell. Wait, what? He, he bumped into him. Look, I'll rewind it. Look closely. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Nick Patrick lost it. Right there. Lex and Rick Steiner in a shoulder lock, and Rick Steiner is going to... Just like a lockup, yeah. Yeah, lockup. He's going to push him off him, and Lex is going to bump into Nick Patrick. We do know. I understand. Let's run around. Head coach would be like, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> the time.
timekeeper doesn't even know. He's like, what the hell's going on? He didn't ring the bell. Now he rings the bell. Sting and Lex are getting in Nick Patrick's face. Furious. Think of that, Anthony. Uh, <laughs> well, obviously, was, I was there at the event and I wanted to see this match. I'd be kind of upset. But as far as the, continuing the angle with Nick Patrick and being a crooked ref and all that stuff that they're going with there, obviously, it's pretty good. So all his decisions have been under a microscope lately, but that one was the most obviously <laughs> dumb one. <laughs> what? Like, you're, if that's a deep view, can you imagine the stuff that happens in. AEW matches, for example, and they're not even looked at, but this was a DQ accident. Right, let's see what happens down the stretch of the show. Show's coming a little bit down the home stretch. All right, so. welcome back, and in case you just joined us, Mike Bobby, a bizarre twist of events. Nick Patrick, a man who has been under a fair amount of scrutiny here as of late, calls for disqualification in the match because Luger into a Bobby, I don't get it. Well, Luger, to me, looked like he didn't do it deliberately. He was shut by Steiner. He didn't even see. He didn't see Patrick. It was an accident. Okay, so I the commentators, they're really selling this. It's not like something that just kind of happened and it brushes over their head. I like how they let it sink in and they continue yeah, and they talking about it. Talking about it, sure, yeah, absolutely. Dungeon of Doom here is going to be a multi-man tag match. I think it's the whole Dungeon of Doom. It's Kevin Sullivan, Ray Trailer, and Ming, Ming and Barbarian. Barbarian. With Jimmy Hart. And they're going to face the Four Horsemen. All four of the Four Horsemen. Picking him apart. Here's the Four Horsemen. He overreacted. Well, he said it earlier on. By the letter of the law, gentlemen, that's how he's going to call it. And the, the rule book this says it. You can't hand an official, but I think there's a uh, fine line here. I mean, he barely touched. This is a fucking classic rock guitar This would be a big deal main event for, for Nitro, right? This is sort of. This is probably pretty much what they had going on. Without the NWO. And of course, Jimmy Hart. Well, this is the main event of the evening. So it starts with Mongo and Kevin Sullivan. We're going to skip around, but I'm not going to watch this whole match. It's probably a good match. Big Bubba gets tagged in against Mongo. So they're going to go ahead and do their thing. There's Chris Benoit, you know. Before he murdered his wife and family. So, oh, 
just have to drop that in. Just have to drop that in. This is the Chris Benoit moment of the night. Okay, so here comes Sting and Luger. They're still chasing Nick, Nick Patrick this whole time. He's just been back and forth the whole time. And Nick Patrick is okay. He's running. Nick Patrick is straight up running. Now. He's running towards the limo. No, he didn't go to the limo though. Ted DiBiase has gotten into the limo. Ted DiBiase. Oh, what is this now? Limo. Oh, look at that! Sting, oh, shit. Sting threw a brick through the windshield. Brick through the windshield. Oh, things are getting out of hand now. And the limo drives off. Sting just threw a cement block through the windshield, and they're stealing a cop what car. <laughs> Sting and Luger have lost it. They just stole a police car. And they're chasing the limousine uh, on the highway with a busted window, and who knows how many men are in that limousine. Now we saw, we saw Ted DiBiase by getting into that. Okay, let's press pause. Let's pr let's press pause. The Sting stole a cop car, Vlad. What, is, what do you think of this? Is this a, a monumental moment in wrestling history? <laughs> There's a limo going down the road with a broken windshield and Sting yeah. in a cop car flying down the road. <laughs> Well, this is listen, crazy. This is what the I, fuck. I, I mean, I, obviously, it's pretty. It's a good moment, but it is a little. <laughs> he's still a cop car because if you steal but... a cop car, you're you're, go, you're going to jail. Well, so. he pushed his cop and out of the way. Look, it's on, it's on the video. Yeah, that too. And it's, and all this is on video too. So it's like, how do you get away with this? Luger have lost it. They just they don't stole care a anymore. police car. And they're chasing the limousine got them off. on the they highway with a busted them. window, and who knows how many men are in that limousine. Now we saw, we saw Ted DiBiase by getting into that limo. Nick Patrick made his way out there. I quite frankly was in the shadows. I don't, I didn't see if Patrick got in there or not, but we know it was DiBiase. Sting and Luger are going to jail. They just, they just stole a cop car. Oh, of course they're going to be in trouble. They said that. Get away with. These guys are still entertaining the crowd I'm not sure with exactly a good match in the arena. This is a good four-on-four four match. For all the four-on-four four matches you usually see, though, this is a pretty decent one, I think. Right. This whole match is broken down at this point. The members of the Four Horsemen and the Dungeon Tomb are going to fight out on the floor while Ric Flair and Kevin Sullivan are in the ring. So there's a scuffle outside. Chris Benoit just nailed Jimmy Hart right there. And he's going to go after a woman who's apparently missed her spot helping Ric Flair. So he's kind of angry at her, yelling at her. So she gets in there, pulls Ric Flair's arm, gives him some leverage, and helps him win the match. So this is a four horseman victory. But there's going to be a little argument here between Chris Benoit and woman. Just before he murdered her. Well, oh my god. Anyways, here's Hall and Nash. Hall and Nash are here. They're beating up the horsemen. Scott Hall is whooping on Ric Flair. Hogan's there too. Alright, they're in full force. They're beating up everybody from the dungeon of doom. From the four horsemen. There's still only three of them though. Hogan just nailed the referee Randy Anderson, just grabbed him and socked him in the face. They weren't in the limo. So Sting and Luger chased them off, but they weren't even in the limo. They're going after everybody. 
Ted DiBiase. Only Ted DiBiase. So he, he did his job. He blew them away. So the Giant, instead of attacking the NWO, actually grabs his fellow Dungeon of Doom member. Barbarian choke slams him and Ming. And Bischoff is going nuts. As Barbarian gets spray painted, the Giant is the fourth guy. The Macho Man has arrived with his chair. I remember this so vividly. And he has Hulk Hogan in his crosshairs. Jesus. Oh my god. Swung for the fences, missed Hogan's head. Chair shot. This guy's crazy. Okay, so he's taking on the whole NWO by himself. Oh, savage! They're gonna get him though. There's too many of them. Low blow. Hogan with the low blow. Are they gonna spray paint savage? Oh, that's gonna be terrible. Savage go to sleep after getting spray painted by the NWO. He's gonna look for them. As Savage gets nailed in the head with a steel chair and in the back again by Hollywood Hogan. As the giant lifts up the macho man, takes him up for a grand choke slam. Savage again and again and again, sending him a message, sending WCW a message. So as Arn Anderson gets on the apron with a chair, but he gets kicked by Kevin Nash. Mongo too, they're not letting any of the horsemen away. This is literal mayhem. Second week in a row where it's mayhem. Oh yeah, there is Macho Man getting sprayed. Oh my god, NWO on his stomach. He had another spray paint can in his pants. Hogan did. Yellow streak, yellow streak on his back of Randy Savage, spineless, meaning he's spineless. Man, this looks like a super stable though, for real. With the giant now especially? No, I mean, there's heat and then there's this. This is insane heat. <laughs> this is just insane. Yeah. The atmosphere is insane. That's why when I was watching this, this was amazing. This was like the best thing I've ever seen. As a kid, this is insane. Yeah, well, the giant turning is pretty shocking, too, if you're just looking at what... Extremely shocking. Well, now we've seen 500 heel and face turns from Giant yeah. slash Big Show. Sure, but this at this point, yeah, at this point, this was painful. And they're going to take over the commentator's table. Fish off. We got hold of that to show his strength. We straighten his head out, and now there's not four, there's not five. Mr. DiBiase, 
man. I got a phone call while I was sitting home at my modest house. Ted DiBiase called me and he says, I want to talk to you about business. Can you fly to Florida? I said, yes, I can, because I am about business. some more chaos as everyone they left laying in the ring from the Dungeon of Doom and the Four Horsemen are going to come to the announcer's table and try to attack the NWO. It turns into a, a huge melee. Just a huge melee if I could describe what's going on. Hogan's fighting with Flair over here. Uh, and then the NWO is far outnumbered, but they can handle themselves. It's a bunch of strong characters. Kevin Nash is over there fighting. Uh, Giant is fighting with Ming. Mongo is fighting with Scott Hall over here. And somehow, this is going to dissipate as the NWO backs off. And it's just going to disperse. I think WCW wrestlers are going to regroup and come back next week. And then the NWO is going to go back to cutting their promo at the announcer's table. A 25,000 square foot mansion. He was there. time I turned around, everything I showed you, you can have. You want a part in Arnold Schwarzenegger's new movie? Hollywood Hulk Hogan got it for you. And the bottom line is, brother. Just to quote somebody, a stupid little man, whether you like it or whether you don't like it, it's the best thing going today. NWO destroy the announcer's table, completely destroy the set, throw the chair, just leave it chaos. The NWO reigns supreme on this night. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear some thoughts from Vlad, the wrestling expert. I mean, that almost brings a tear to my eye. I swear to God, that was so good. I, that, that ending was amazing. That's just everything. That ending was just, it was, it was flawless. <laughs> the craziest thing that was Sting stealing the cop car. Oh, well, you okay. know, okay, yeah. I probably didn't notice or even think about that when I was like, uh, what nine or ten but looking back on it obviously it was probably ridiculous to be so yeah <laughs> but nonetheless everything after that the ruckus and the giant turn and now he's the fifth member and everything in between that whole mayhem the atmosphere the crowd going insane i mean it was so it was done so well so organically i don't think you could replicate something like that like even if they tried you today to replicate something like that they couldn't do it it was just the perfect time perfect people in place it was just amazing it was an amazing well, time it was an amazing it time all, for a it started 
with the Nick Patrick disqualifying Sting and Lex. And then they're chasing yeah. him out. And then he ran yeah. away. They saw Ted DiBiase. He jumped into the limo. They thought the NWO was in there. Yeah. Sting chases him away. I don't know where Luger was because he wasn't really in that. No, Luger went, went, Luger went with Sting in the car. Luger jumped in the car with him, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that. He, he was Sting was him. driving, but Luger was <laughs> in the passenger side. <laughs> All right. Robert, had you ever seen that before? I just saw from highlights and watching documentaries about the WCW versus WF wars during the Attitude Era and stuff like that, or the stuff leading up to the Attitude Era. I saw the highlight of that when the Giants turned. I saw yeah. that, a little glimpse of that, but yeah. Um, but that, the Sting that part, how was... about the Sting part? No, no, the... no. I never that saw one, that. Never... <laughs> no, I never saw that. Yeah. That was awesome, man. I was like, what the fuck is going on? That was hilarious. <laughs> stole yeah. a top part, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty ridiculous. How about a grade for this WCW Nitro? Um, the whole show didn't seem that great, but the last maybe 30 minutes, I would say, were phenomenal. I don't know how to grade something like that, but based on just the ending, based on the last, maybe the last quarter hour of the show, if you want, that was tremendous. That's Dude. as good. As, when I think of wrestling, I think of a segment like this. This was flawless i give so this episode good. an a plus dude even with the earlier matches that you say oh but dude that's why it worked because you notice yeah. throughout those matches they were talking about the whole nwo angle yeah they were still keeping yeah, it in absolutely. the loop and yeah. that's perfect this was a perfect show it was spot on no. it had a heel turn that they built yeah. up it had a great angle it had one great angle not like a bunch of stuff going on in the beginning that overshadowed this they made sure that this was the focal point and took the spotlight so i think this was spot on i can't imagine yeah. anything better in wrestling a plus yeah I, absolutely no but i just want to say i think you make a good point in the sense of you don't want the crowd to be going crazy every segment right like not every yes. segment has to be a home yeah. run you want them to kind of start here and get to there right yes, yes exactly end. that's, that's what... the problem with aw they have all kinds of yeah. madness throughout the whole show like people are burnt out by the end of the show there's nothing to cheer Absolutely. we've already seen the no, it's a, we've already it's seen a very all good types point. of craziness it's a problem with modern wrestling they don't know how to build things up like where it goes starts here and then gets there they try to always be here but some stuff just doesn't hit right so you're yeah. right so for that reason, even though there was matches I didn't really care to watch, like, you know, Chris Jericho against Dean Malenko, or I forgot what the other ones were, you know, no, Stud. Yeah, but, you know, d despite all that, dude, I still think it can't do better than that. You cannot do better. It was a perfect. No, you can't show. do better than that. That ending of the show, you can't do better. Than. It was a perfectly acted show, like for all the wrestlers, if you want to call them actors, like from Nick Patrick to Sting chasing him away to him running away to the back. To yeah. NWO doing the whole thing at the end and the giant and the giants promo about business and money. Yeah. Let's get some thoughts from Robert. Robert, you'll close out our show today. You've never All seen right. this before completely. No, I've never but... seen it. If I were to judge it just based on the ending, A plus. Fantastic. Yeah, for sure. I see what you're saying about like how they're trying to build it up to the end. I get that, but I, I would still give it an A minus because some of the matches I don't care about. But that's a very very high grade. I never give A minus for like almost any show. So yeah, exactly. Um, so for me to grade it that high is it says a lot. So, um, but yeah, definitely for sure. If it was only grading that ending, easy A plus. Yeah, for sure.
All right, then. That'll do it for today. Sorry, I've already kept you guys for about two and a half hours, including all the other segments we talked about, modern WWE and AEW. So I have to thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed that. We'll continue this journey of WCW throughout 96 and 97 until we get tired of it. But as of right now, it's really enjoyable stuff. So hopefully we can keep this going. If you fans out there are enjoying this, hit subscribe, watch the older videos, get caught up. And we're here for you, man. Anything you need, just let us know. All right, that'll be it for this episode of the Malapert Smart Wrestling Podcast. For Robert, for Vlad, I'm Kahan. We'll see you on the next one.